Life is a journey, and the fourth section of the Psalms, known as the Numbers Psalms, show us the goodness and guidance of God along that journey. If we want to move forward, we must look up. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we open the Word of God and find direction for the road of life. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with a solemn sound, for thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the work of thy hands. O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. This is the way that Psalm 92 begins, and what a psalm it is. Psalm 92 is a psalm that brings us honestly to see God as He is so we can see ourselves as we are. It's an amazing thing that as you, as you peer through the window of God's Word, the window becomes a mirror, that the more clearly you see the greatness of God, you begin to see yourself like God sees you. You begin to see your life through God's lens, and you begin to examine uh, the, the deep places of your own heart. Psalm 92 goes on, beginning in verse 6 down through verse 15, with a certain theme. The theme basically is this. It is a theme of spiritual growth, and there's a, a key word that is used. Let me read these verses. Listen to verse 7. When the wicked spring as the grass... And when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they should be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. Then if you come down to verse number 12, you read these words, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Did you catch the key word? It is the little word flourish. And it's an amazing word because it uses the object lesson of the garden. God often does that in Scripture. It uses the object lesson of the, the plant world. The interesting thing about this, also in Psalm 92, you have the animal kingdom. For example, in verse 10, he refers to the horn of the unicorn. And now we come to the plant kingdom. Can I remind you that God is king of all? He's the creator of all. And he uses these natural things to teach us spiritual truth. May I ask you, are you a flourishing Christian? Are, are you growing in such a way that the grace of God is flourishing in your life? I love this word flourish because to flourish is not just to grow, it is to abound. And God wants His people to abound. From the very first psalm, remember Psalm 1? That was long ago in our study, wasn't it? Do you remember Psalm 1? Uh, one mark of the godly man is that he grows. If you're right with God, you're going to grow. And there's no place to stop in your spiritual growth. In fact, I think the hardest growth often is immaturity. Sometimes as new believers, we're quick to grow because it's all new. It's all first steps and we're excited. But sometimes after you've been saved for a little while, uh, you start thinking, well, you know, I've, I've about learned that. I've about arrived at that point. Oh, no, my friend, there's no place to stop growing. Are you a growing Christian? Ellie Maxwell said that the mark of a real Christian is the desire to grow in grace. 
And I want to say to you, that's not just for new believers. That's for all of us who've been saved for a while. Four times he uses this word flourish. Let's look at them. First, look at verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. So first we have the flourishing of the palm tree. What is that? That's upward growth. A palm tree uh, literally is a tree that grows very straight and erect and upright. That's what the word actually means. And if you ever look at a palm tree, at least if it's growing in the proper way, it's very straight. The actual palm tree that the psalmist would have been referring to was a palm tree in Israel. It was the date palm. And the date palm grows about a foot a year, and it can grow up to a hundred feet tall. Can you imagine a hundred foot tall tree? Uh, imagine for a moment you're standing beneath one of those great towering date palms, and you're looking straight up. What does the palm tree do? It points to heaven. May I say to you that when we're growing like we ought to grow, there is a, a straightness, there is an uprightness about our life that points to God alone. You see, to be right with God is to be growing Godward, nearer to the Lord. Verse number 12 says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. I wish I had time to talk to you more about the palm tree because the life of the palm tree is not in the skin, it's in the heart. It's not on the surface, it's, it's in the heart of it all. Oh, my friend, are you growing in the inner man? Are you growing in your soul today? Now, this palm tree was not only straight, it was also sweet. Do you remember earlier in the Old Testament they talked about the land flowing with milk and honey? Well, in my research, I discovered something amazing. I always thought when it said honey, that was the honey that was produced by bees. But actually it was not. In the land of Canaan, in that promised land, most of the honey came from this date palm tree. It came from this very tree. Watch this, please. When you're growing like you ought to be growing as a Christian, you're not only upright, you're not only straight, you're not only doing the right thing, but there's a sweetness, there's a, a beauty that flows out of your life. It's not a miserable thing. It's a wonderful thing. It ministers to you and it feeds others. It's the flourishing of the palm tree. Then he goes on, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. So in God's garden, you have not only the palm tree, now you have the cedar. What's the difference? The palm tree represents upward growth, uprightness. But the cedar represents downward growth. What makes the cedar so strong? It's, it's root system. It's immovable. In verse number 12, it says he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. But in verse 13, he goes on to continue this thought. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. The idea here is that we are planted in the presence of God. Are you rooted in the Lord today? The palm tree and the, ever, and the cedar tree have one thing in common. They are both evergreens. They don't grow just in one season. And God doesn't want you to grow just in one season. He wants you to grow in every season. But yet they're very different. The palm tree grows in the valley and in drought. The cedar grows on the mountain in cold and in storms. God wants you to grow at every season in life. Are you still growing that way? And then he brings us to a third flourishing. Not only the flourishing of the palm tree and the cedar, but then the flourishing of the fruit tree. Now the Bible says in verse 14, "...they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing." What is this? This is outward growth bearing fruit for the glory of God. And could I just point something out to you that God wants this fruitfulness to be in every age and stage in life? He said they will still, don't you love that word, still bring forth fruit in old age. What is the greatest season in life? It's the season in life when you are most in fellowship with God because that is where, my friend, you can bear the most fruit. 
And God wants all of his people to be fruit-bearing people. Do you know who gets the glory for it? The closing verse of the psalm tells us to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. All the glory goes to the gardener. And not to us, but to the Lord. The Lord who gives upward growth and downward growth and outward growth. All growth is because of God's life in us. I ask you again, are you a flourishing Christian? Now there was one more reference to flourish in Psalm 92 and it was about the wicked man. In verse 7, it says, When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. You see, the wicked grow like grass, not like a tree, like grass. What does grass do? It grows much more quickly, but it doesn't last. It's cut down and burnt up. And I want to say to you that the real Christian doesn't grow up in a night. It's not instantaneous. It's a process. In fact, it's a lifelong pursuit of Jesus Christ. And whoever you are and wherever you are on this journey... God wants you to grow and to flourish today. May the Lord help all of us to have a fresh start today in our own spiritual growth. At every twist and turn in life, God's Word provides direction to make right decisions. We pray that God will continue to guide your life and that you will continue to follow Him. Visit scottpauley.org to download your copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms, listen to full-length Bible messages, read helpful articles, and access many other resources. We look forward to studying the Bible with you on the next Enjoying the Journey.